final destination. All skills on. No odd job. Slappers only. Feel the rock! Welcome to Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm Max. And this is our super special Paper Mario Thousand Year Door episode. Wahoo! Do you like Paper Mario, Max? A little known, unappreciated, <laughs> a game small that no one ever gem. talks about? <laughs> a small indie gem that has consistently been in my top 10 video games of all time since uh, when the game came out. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the best games, I think. It's up there. I, it's funny because I don't think I've, I mean, I must have played the original Paper Mario a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But when I think of Paper Mario, I only think of this game, and I only really like this game. And, uh, I don't know if that's, like, a general consensus among Paper Mario fans, that this is, like, the, the, the best one. Uh, but I just don't, what happened, I don't know anything about the original. I, w I would, based on, like, my experience, like, I played, um, I, I'm, so I'm of the, the correct, uh, percent of the populace that believes that Super Paper Mario should be included in the discussion of the best Paper oh, Mario I, games. I, I most definitely agree. I agree. It's, it's in the three good ones. It's, it's, it's different, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah, because the writing is all there. Um, yeah. But th the first one, I, I feel like the first one is, like, is beloved, but not as beloved as Thousand Year Door. Like, Thousand Year Door is on just, like an entirely other level from any other yeah. Mario game, I think. It's just... God, this game is so good. It It's... You know the thing about Paper Mario is it's a game that uh, is so good that it makes me sad. Mm-hmm, because you're never gonna make something as good again? They're never gonna make someone something as good again. Um, main, like, mainstream video game publishing is never gonna make anything like this ever again. Mm -hmm. Indies have picked up the slack. I think that indies are kind of carrying on the legacy of this game in a way. Yeah. Um, Nintendo most definitely will never let anyone do anything like this ever again. If you want like a, if you want like a fun, colorful, well-written, tight experience, play an indie game. If you want a 150-hour collecto where uh, they make 2012 real for the second time, play a AAA game. Yeah, and if you want, uh, you want the best, you know, colorful. Uh, RPG kind of cartoony, but with good writing experience. Then just play, just play Super, uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Download Dolphin. Download Dolphin. Go to my friend Vim. Go to the layer of the of the one they call Vim. Um, <laughs> don't Nintendo turn this episode off. Doug Bowser, stop listening. Um, if you if you want if you want if you want a link, just just message me on Discord and I'll give it to you. It, what you need to do, you need to search Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Um, now, now you're gonna you're gonna type ISO, but that means in search of because it means you're yeah. looking to legally buy it. And I and I would never play a game without purchasing purchasing it first. But I promise you that playing this game, you can a play it on a laptop computer. Mm -hmm. It's not a hard game to run. But b, uh, it's just as fun to play this legally on your on your friend the dolphin as it is to play it on a GameCube. So mm -hmm. mark that one down. Yeah, just j j jot that down in your notepad. It's not that long, isn't it? It's like what, like twenty ish hours, I think. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good bite sized RPG. Yeah, I think that RPGs as a genre can be way too long, and I think that's what I like about the you know I count the I count the Mario and Luigi games as sort of part of the legacy of of Paper Mario. Even though they're I not agree. as, I think, I think that Mario and Luigi games, like the, what, Mario, Luigi, 
uh, Partners saga in Time, was the super, yeah, the Superstar Saga, and then like Partners in Time and Bowser's Inside Story, and I didn't play any ones beyond that, but I've heard they exist. Those kind of like carried on the legacy of Paper Mario, so I'd recommend giving those a shot too. They're not as imaginative, um, but they have a lot of fun in them, I think. Uh, they still have good villains, which I think is is something that was good about those games. An interesting thing to note here is that... So, so Superstar Saga was developed. I want to say, what was it? So, so it was called Mario and Luigi RPG in Japan, right? And uh-huh. this goes all the way back to Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars on the Super NES. And the first Paper Mario in Japan is called Mario RPG Two. So, all of those games, like I think, I would make the argument that they explicitly are all part of the same franchise. With that whole franchise being Mario RPG. Yeah, they just won't. They just won't admit it. They won't admit it. But we. But you can tell when you play it because they're all really good games. They're really good. They have their RPGs. They have fun writing, and they take the universe, the loosely defined universe of Mario, into new places that are exciting and fun and funny and interesting. And they have great characters and great writing and, and great all humor. The, and too. all the game, all the games are like this. Every single one, definitely, yeah. definitely, also the modern ones too. Oh, I've heard I've heard great things about the new one, the new Paper Mario game. That no, you, the new one I hear is actually very, very good. But I've heard that the new one is very good, but it doesn't. It doesn't. They aren't able to do like, like how people complain about um, the fact that the new one doesn't have like party members that are like inter like fun. You know, how, that are how, characters how, with unique that are like designs. characters with their unique designs, and they're also like members of the Mushroom Kingdom races, like Goombas and Koopas and stuff. Yeah. They can't do that anymore. Look, I need. I need. I'm gonna. I'm conserving my ire until later in the episode, Jordan. But at some point, I'm gonna pop off and I'm gonna say some unkind things about Shigeru Miyamoto. But I will be saving that for for an hour or so later. Oh, but but Miyamoto-san is our funny video game dad, just like Reggie or Todd Howard. We love. We we can't be critical towards anyone. I'm yeah, just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. go off, King. We'll let you go. We'll let you do that. Let's talk about. There are so many things to like about uh, Paper oh Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Uh, it is. It is like a pretty competent rpg you know me i it takes a lot to make me play a turn-based game i think that the sort of real not real-time battle mechanics but like you know there's the timing your hits pressing jump blocking to to negate damage that kind of stuff adds a little bit of extra spice to the jrpg um the story obviously really good Mm -hmm. comedy lots of jokes lots of very very good great characters like probably some of the best characters Mm -hmm. in any game probably uh but let's we are here to talk about the soundtrack oh the soundtrack jordan the soundtrack going into this episode i knew that this game had great music because i choose to listen to the soundtrack sometimes just Mm because i need a dose um sit down put some headphones on and give this soundtrack you don't have to listen to the whole thing just click through it for a game that came out in what like 2004 2004 uh this game's soundtrack is like it feels like a game that came out last year. It it is crazy. You can't tell it's a MIDI. No. The the like I don't know what program. I heard someone saying that this is this was a Mac like MIDI special. I've heard that in like a YouTube comment somewhere, but I don't know any sourcing of that. Whatever like programs are being used, and I think specifically the composition um, who's this? Yuki, Yuka Tsujioko. And Yuka I think there's a, Tsujioko, yes. Yeah, I think she's the, like, credited as, as the main composer for this game. Whatever she was doing, uh, it, you, it, no GameCube game sounds this good. 
it really blew my mind. Like, Nintendo is good at making music for their games, uh, and we've talked about at least one GameCube game. I think mm-hmm. possibly more. I think we've at only done one. one. A non-zero amount of GameCube games, we'll say. I clicked over to a Wind Waker song in the middle of listening to this, and it's like a different. It feels like it was Completely on a different, co- different. like it's. It, this sounds like something. It doesn't sound like a MIDI. It sounds so much better than anything else like it. It's so fucking good it's and like incredible. I think that the best thing about the music, like like Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, is a very colorful, fun game. But it also is like it gets dark, like real dark at times. Oh yeah. But it, but the whole thing keeps it fun and playful, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the music is just the same way. A lot of it is is very silly. It has mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, co- but it's very complex. I think there's a lot of quirkiness and and sort of nuance to the music that um that makes it just incredibly interesting to listen to and pleasant to listen to. There's never a moment where the music feels kind of hollow or empty or anything. It's just always barraging your ears with good sounds. It, it's like, it, it, it to the point where, so, so I told you earlier today, Jordan, for lunch I had very, very spicy chicken, because mm-hmm. I like a bit of spice in my life, and it it, it, it did, did unspeakable things to my body, and my tummy still hurts from it. So as I was like in the throes of this spicy chicken hurting me from the inside out, I was taking notes on these songs, and I was like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to understand what was going on, even if my mind was clear and my stomach was empty. Like, it, there is, it's so dense, but like, so like deliberately composed that it still works even though there's like at like any given moment 10 different channels to like pick apart and like focus on it's so crazy it's so frantic and beyond and beyond like you know strong melodies and and bass lines and stuff the songs are usually peppered with interesting noises and sound effects that add just a ton of texture to the music Mm -hmm. these like bells and whistles and well bells and whistles (laughs) and like quacks and bubbles and there's all these crazy noises do do you know what i would like describe this game's genre music as uh please describe it to me as i was taking notes i realized this is like if legos was music if legos was music they're like specifically for some some songs that we may or may not talk about there's like this really interesting 8-bit effect that like really like i don't know what like i i can't explain any of this i can't articulate any of this well enough which is great for a podcasting medium but like it's it's so creative and crazy and like it really feels like all these songs are being put together from all these discrete parts that like combine into this really cohesive yet you know this cohesive whole that you can still look at and tell and take apart all the individual things that make it up, and it's such a god, it's such a good soundtrack. Do you know what the word uh, timbre means? Uh, what like T I M B R E? Yeah, T I M B R E. All I know is how to pronounce it. So like, um, it's a it's a kind of hard to define musical term, I mm-hmm. guess. I remember I had to take a whole class on on uh, like the history of jazz, and my my professor said timbre a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not about the the like the note or the pitch it's specifically like the qualities of the notes Mm. like whether the note is being played in a nice way or a harsh way or or the like color of the note um that was the word that just kept popping into my head while listening to this in terms of like the the strength of the the sounds in them like Mm -hmm. everything in this this musical soundscape that has been created is just very rich and very just pleasant the the percussion the bait the like there's songs with bongos that just sound so yes. nice 
Like, there's just something incredible about it. And it's it's just so competently and, like, deliberately composed. Every mm. song has so much character to it. And it it tells a perfect, like, story of what the situation you're hearing it is. And also there's some things that completely surprise you of, like, what music would be in what place um, some, some are, are, you know, obvious or like mm. they make sense why they'd play them there, but others are just like, what? Anyways, I Anyways. think we're in it, we're in it for the long run. Let's get going. I don't remember whose turn it into, is to start. Um, I, well, when we did, I think I did, when we did our game of the Europe, I went first, but then in our re-recording, you went first. So I think we should just flip a coin. Okay. Let's do a coin flip. I'm, I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to flip a coin. Um, okay. and if it's heads, it's me. If it's tails, it's you. Okay. Okay. Flip coin. And it is heads. So that's me, I think. Hell yeah. All right. And I guess that like puts it back on the order. Who could say? So my first slapper, Jordan, is one of the first songs you hear in the entire game. You, you start the okay. game up. You, you see the storybook open and it, and it has, you know, the, the song that plays there is nice. It's this nice like sort of mysterious theme. Feels like you're reading into a fairy tale. And then you go on the main menu. Okay. And and it's it's you know the, the the drum roll and the strings this big build up, and then the game just like hits you with a tidal wave of like this insanely dense upbeat synth and like and again it's so hard to pick it apart but yeah this is the main theme of the game the main menu this song is absolutely insane. This song has, once again, busy, but not cluttered. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it, the, the clutter is the point of it, almost. Yeah, but it's chaotic. It's organized chaos. There are so many... It just beats you over the head with, with music, but in a way that it doesn't sound like just noise. It just sounds like very... I, I don't like music that's, that's, like, sparse. That's just... Mm-hmm. I think it might be part of my ADD, that, like, my brain just wants every every element of a song i just like music with just a billion things happening which is why i like progressive rock so much is because yeah like yes fills all of their music with just like weird noises and interesting pleasant sounds Mm. in a way that makes it really nice to listen to that's what this reminds me of it's just like it ticks that part of my brain where it's just like there's so many things happening that my i i just didn't i have to completely focus on it and it's really good it's really nice yeah the, the 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 part of the sort of main melody it, it places it and I, I can't replicate the beat with my human mouth but like the the instrument the synth they use it's not around like 45 seconds you'll have heard it in the video and in the podcast rather but like that's the noise that made me like this is the noise a lego would make if it was a music which is which is mm. actually a crazy thing to say but like it, it it's just so much is going on we you do you can pick out like a piano and there's a breakdown that like turns into this like almost bossa nova beat at some point, like, the song sort of fades down before it loops back around. But, like, it's such a good way to start you out. It's like, this is what this game is about. Like, you're going to get a lot thrown at you, and you better, like, buckle in for the ride. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's very colorful and, and, and bright and cheerful. It sets you up for, you know... I mean, this game is a, is a very lighthearted game that, mm-hmm. that gets dark yeah. at times. But, I mean, the whole thing is is 
punctuated with comedy and and character. So, and I mean, hey, having a like the boss of breakdown is like that's just Mario. Mario does that shit all the time. Mario's been bossa from day one. I mean, like Mario sixty four and Mario Sunshine. Specifically, Mario Sunshine, which was was it out? I think it was out by this point, right? Yeah, Sunshine is two thousand two. I think. Yes. So, like, I mean, that that was Mario has been associated with like mm-hmm. s- steel drums and all that kind of stuff for a very long time. So it's yeah. not a surprise at all that they would put it in here. And there's a lot of fun um, tributes to Mario, but f- oh, for yeah. the most part, the music is very, very, very original. Yeah, it um, is. Oh god, it's just it's more it's more references. And motifs, um, you know, the battle theme specifically contains the, you know, like it it has elements of it. And there's some cute kind of Easter eggs and stuff. But beyond that, it's very original music. Oh, what a good title theme. We need to talk about main themes in this game more. Menu themes always have a great um, quality of like just giving you a great picture uh, uh, of the yeah. game i was just gonna say like a, a, a couple episodes back i remember you brought like the menu theme of i might have was it halo that would have been mario a long kart. time ago mario kart thank mario you. kart it was, was mario kart one, yeah. yeah and it was like yeah people people overlook main menu themes but like there's a lot of stuff there it's it's you know it's a it's almost like a commercial for the game you're about to play exactly this could be commercial music because it's like as frantic as like a commercials for a children's video game would have been back in the early 2000s speaking of commercials if you're ready to move on yeah and 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 speaking of music that tells you everything about like what the game is Mm -hmm. i have one that when there was a uh like a few years ago um i played this game like through um legally and i live blogged it at you and and argyle from kamarocho radio and pot of greed Mm -hmm. had a great time and um, when I played it, there was one song that stuck out in my head so much, and it got caught in my head so often. And I think it is a perfect um, vertical slice, as they say, of like what the music in this game is. Uh-huh. And it's the one that I really want to talk about. And it's uh, it's not it's not like a it's just a reoccurring song, and it's called Event Battle. This song plays whenever you're in, like, not a boss fight, but, like, a special inescapable battle. They come up throughout the whole game. There's a lot of things I really love about this song. Um, First of all, the song begins with this sort of chaotic and chromatic descending notes that Mm -hmm. create this this sort of tense atmosphere. But um, even before it's over, the bass line already kicks in, and it, you don't hear it in the music, but this is when the curtain is opening. Yes, I, I always, I don't know about you, but I hear all the battle effects in the background, right? Yes, of course. We didn't mention it, but if you played this game, you know that all the combat encounters take place on a stage. It's diegetic. It's, it's, yeah, it's, and I mean, it comes back later in the story, actually, it's, which is really neat. <laughs> oh god, what that payoff like? Oh, uh, it's so oh. fucking good. Um, but... I mean, it's all on a stage. There's a crowd. There's lights. There's a and every battle starts with a curtain opening. So mm-hmm. as it goes, da na 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 na, I just hear the curtain going, just squeaking as it opens. And I think it's intentionally written to to accommodate that. But 
I fucking love that pattern. The yeah, it's it's such a good run. And it's it's I love when notes are grouped into groups of five because it doesn't fit in a four like it doesn't work in four four time like that pattern. I mean, it does. But it's, it kind of, it doesn't sync up correctly with the rhythm. So it's kind of getting delayed and delayed over time. The other thing I fucking love, besides just all of the crazy noises, there's yeah, like the mouse squeaks, mouse squeaks. There's like some bubbling bird noises, Dude, bongos, like, a, like, shakers, like a bell, bells. Yeah. Um, it sounds really interesting. This, this melody, if you have a piano and you just press down on the B key and you just go up, up the scale without playing any sharps or flats mm-hmm. this is how you play that song yeah it's it's, it's kind of like rugrats you know how like rugrats is is just like a c major scale going in thirds yeah yeah, up yeah. The, this is a tommy a pickles rhythm. ass battle theme yeah it's a very easy song to play on the piano but the way that they implement it in the song is really it sounds really complicated um mm-hmm. and it's and the rhythmic pattern is done in a way that makes it very exciting to the ear um, I think the fact that this sh- song shows up throughout the game over and over again, like the bat, it's like a special battle theme. Yeah, uh, it just makes it very, very memorable. And uh, that's that's I just oh god, I love it. I really love the way that it starts. Yeah, with just like oh no, I'm in a fight. Yeah, well, better watch out. Oh, it's oh we're having fun here. Oh, we're just having a little bit of fun. Yeah, it, it's the very first fight theme you hear because like you hear this the first time like when you land in Rogueport, the main hub city, and like you got to say Goombella from Crump. Yeah, you know, the the main, like, lieutenant of the bad guys is named Crump. And mm-hmm. whenever he sees it, he's like, Oh, Crump with you, sweetie pie! Um, and it plays that music. And, like, it's the very first thing you hear, so it's such it's such a good setup. One thing I really love about this track is the drums. Like, it, it, it or I guess the percussion, rather. Because it's, it. I, I don't know what this, I know this is a thing. It's like wood planks kind of being, like, clacked together. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about on thing. the drums? Yeah. And and the way they hit, like, very slightly after the beat every single time, because, like, the way they almost, like, echo off each other, is such a cool effect that I love to hear every single time it plays. Yes. I love... I love... There's a few moments where the rhythms don't quite match up in this in this soundtrack, and I love songs where that happens, where it's just, mm-hmm. just slightly offbeat to make it just have a little more texture to it. Um, God, Event Battle is just... I just think it's perfect. I just think it's, like... It's, it's not... The song that people remember when they think of of Paper Mario music, because it's it's not like a boss fight theme or mm-hmm. the battle theme. It's just like a song that plays throughout the whole game. But I, I really think it's just like when I think of the music from this game, I think of this song because it has all of the qualities to it. It's got the playfulness. It's got the complexity. It's got the just the rich um, the sound and all of the sound effects over it. And it's just like, oh, this is this is just this is Paper Mario music. Yeah. This is like the most Paper Mario ass music in the mm-hmm. game. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did we talk? By the way, did we talk about? Um, just wanted to mention that um, that the composer of this game worked at um, worked on a bunch of stuff, including uh, like a bunch of Fire, Fire Emblem, Emblem games. Game. Yeah, not the main composer for the, for the recent entries in the series, but she composed quite a few of them. I think. Let's see. She, uh, I know that she worked on Three Houses, not as the composer, but as, like, the sound designer. Yuka yeah, yeah, Tsukiyoko. But, um, besides that, she did Paper Mario and was with Intelligent Systems for a few games, but then left after Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. I don't think she stayed on for, uh, for Super Paper Mario. And then I think has been, uh, I don't know what she's done since. She's very talented, though. The fact that she made, like, one of the best, uh, soundtracks I've ever heard, um, and then worked on a bunch of other good games, so... Shout out to Yuka Tsujiyoko. Shout out. I, I, I looked this up. Um, the 
so, so she did like some Smash Bros remixes, and yeah, and and she didn't do any of the Paper Mario. I guess there's only one Paper Mario remix in Smash at this point, but she did like all of the main Fire Emblem ones. Like you know the very first one from Melee that plays on Hyrule Temple, like the da 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 da. She did that one for Melee. Oh really? Yeah. She did Fuck a lot yeah. of she did like a lot of ones in Brawl and then in uh, Ultimate and then like she did um, a couple of Pokemon ones as well. She did like the Diamond and Pearl battle music in Brawl and Route 23 and Smash 4. So like her remixes are really really good in Smash U. Like she is like immensely talented. I know. I I kind of wish that we'd see her, you know, like doing more com- composition yeah. for main video. She needs to go indie, I think. I mm-hmm. mean, if they if she did music for an indie game, it would be Oh god, it's just so like good. incredible. Because here's the thing, right? When I was listening to this, I was like, "There's something really familiar about this soundtrack, the 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 sort of stylings of this." And mm. I realized that what it is is, I think that a million, you know, indie composers probably grew up playing this game, and mm-hmm. they don't make soundtracks that sound like this for for games anymore, really. Right? Because there was there was some tracks in this that kind of, and I know we don't talk about it on the show, except when we do, they have kind of an Undertale <laughs> quality to it. Yeah. And I know that Toby Fox is more influenced by, like, Earthbound than Paper Mario, but it's undeniable that there are sort of musical similarities, um, besides mm. the sort of tools and instruments used on Undertale. It just really reminds me of that. Like, I think that those, the indie composers in a lot of, of uh, indies have kind of picked up what this game sort of tried to do and also i i say succeeded to do oh yeah um, and there's also some tracks that remind me of uh, shovel knight as well like i don't know i don't i don't know if it's an intentional thing but i feel like a lot of them probably played this game and it somehow informed their composition because there is a lot this is why i say this game kind of feels like it came out in the last three years if you just listen mm-hmm. to the soundtrack it doesn't feel like a gamecube game it feels like yeah you know something you'd buy on steam or something you'd buy on the the eShop, and it's not you know published by nintendo mm-hmm. god games what are good, good sometimes th- Ga- sometimes sometimes games are good and sometimes games have very good music that uh no one can ever hope to compete with well speaking of good music yeah um i want to go from one battle theme to another i want to okay. jump i want to jump near the end of the game not at the end of oh, the game okay i want to jump near the end of the game because like look we're gonna i guess we might as well like talk about what happens in the actual game it's a 16 year old game certainly you probably played it by now no um, spoilers! Did you know that Sephiroth kills Peach at the end of Paper Mario 2? Did you know that Sephiroth kills Mario at the end of, of Super Smash Brothers? Very, very it's tragic. I cried every time it happened. Um, so you, you, you end up fighting um, Grotus is the name of like the main sort of like antagonist of the, the, the X-Nauts, the robot faction that you've been fighting the entire game. Um, and you beat Grotus and you're like, damn, all right, I'm about to do the final battle. And throughout the entire game, uh, our friend Douglas Bowser, CEO of Nintendo America, Doug Bowser, Doug Bowser has been just making his way over to like, I don't, is Rogueport's not in the Mushroom Kingdom, I don't think. So I think Bowser's No, it's outside the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It's like a no man's land. It's lawless jurisdiction. So Bowser's been making his way over there. And like you played him him a couple of times, like, you know, going through a Mario level, like underwater in a castle. It's It's really fun. It's so fucking funny because, um... Every time he plays Bowser, you're basically, like, speedrunning the game. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, revisiting areas that Mario was already in. And there's a part, you're in Pedalburg, like, the first area of the game, and it plays the Mario, like, 1-1 Yeah, theme. it's, like, like with a guitar remix to it. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of good remixes, that one is fucking incredible. It's like, really fun. In terms of, 
It's so good. Um, and then you just like meet all the characters and Bowser terrifies them. Oh, it's, 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 it's amazing. It, it's funny because it goes one of two ways, right? Bowser, Bowser either terrifies them or like they don't care or know who he is at all. And they just act as if he's like some Joe Schmo. And both ways are <laughs> exceptionally funny. I know this game is so funny. Um, but yeah, you, you, you beat Grotus. You're, you're ready to, uh, you're ready to move on to the final battle. And finally, after the entire game, Bowser shows up. And you get treated to one of the most apeshit battle themes I've heard in a video game ever. It's just called Bowser Battle. It starts Bowser out with this like battle. really heavy, just like guitar riff, just like bang bang. Um, but then like you hear the you hear the drums start picking up, and it's like this like really cool like almost German bass as everything sort of picks up. And then like after a couple seconds of the buildup, the song goes full breakbeat, and like it, it is such an antithetical song to Bowser. He's like this slow. No, Bowser is a rocket rock, rock. Yeah, B- Bowser always has like he's got a, he's a rock star. When they in the Mario RPG series, at least, like that's yeah, how they yeah, always yeah. portray him. So they take those like you know heavy uh, electric guitars and, and like metal drums and like turn it into this insane breakbeat track that has this insane tempo. It's so an, such an amped up theme because like you fought a first boss, you're already weakened. You had to fight Bowser and um, Kami Koopa, and like you're gonna get your ass kicked. Like I did not beat Bowser the first time this happened to me, and it just. You hear, like, church organs going the whole time. Like, it's, like, this weird, like, industrial sort of filter on a lot of the, the instruments. It's it's such a good song. I love the part where... Because it has the breakbeat quality to it. And then it has this bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. You know the- that part? And it, and there's, like, timpanis going at the same time. It's It, it just mm-hmm. becomes this completely different thing. There's a few times in this game when the music just takes a second to become a different... Just a different song for a few for a few bars mm-hmm. um i always find it very funny um ba- bowser has a weird habit of just having a sick boss fight theme yeah that is usually very different from all the other songs in the game Mm-hmm. and this certainly is no exception remember in mario galaxy when the bowser boss fight theme is like weirdly just weirdly, like, so dramatic for a Mario. It's like a fucking Lord of the Rings song. It's so good. There's, like, a choir going, like, ah, ah, it's like a, ah, It's like a fucking ah, dark, it's like a Dark Souls boss. It's like, yeah. it's like the final <laughs> boss of a Dark Souls game. Oh, we're not talking about that. I'm just, Bowser, for some reason, Bowser makes boss fight music wild. It's, I, the dynamic he has in these games is so good because he's never the, well, actually, that's not true. He was the villain of the first one. I think he's the villain yeah. of, like, the, um, like, the newer ones, but, like, for Super Paper Mario and for Thousand Year Door, he's not the villain. Um, so, like, he has this, like, adversarial relationship to Mario where he's trying to be the villain, and he either ends up not being the villain or ends up siding with you against the main yeah, villain. He's he's always kind of, like, offended that Mario isn't paying attention to him. It's so good. It's just, like, I... God, he and he's so funny, too, because he's, like... You know, his music is always way different from the soundtrack, but, like, he's always played so similarly, like, at the end of his arcs in these games, where he's just, like, it's like, you know, Team Rocket's blasting off again. You know, he's just, like, shoved off to the side in, like, a a comedic way. Bowser's such a good character. 
Bowser is a great character, and specifically in the RPG series, mm-hmm. where they they really just because he's he's yeah, like you said, he's never really the villain. He's always just kind of. I mean, in one of the games, you're just kind of dwelling inside of his his body for half the game. Yeah, yeah, you had a you had a milk browser's prostate on DS. Oh please no, <laughs> please! Why would you say that on our podcast? No. Um, but they let Bowser be. I mean, they let everyone be a character in these games. Uh, mm-hmm. Luigi. Luigi's Thousand Year Door treatment is simply when incredible. When the hell are we getting... We had a year of Luigi, Jordan, and they didn't make Paper Luigi. They won't make Paper Luigi because the whole joke is that Luigi's just lying about everything that happens to him. But, so, oh, you, you think all of his friends were just, like, hired actors? <laughs> I guess I guess it's not really that... I guess it's more that he's over-exaggerating the things okay, that happen. Okay, yeah, like, or, n- or n- nothing of note happened. Oh, my God. Luigi just writing you letters being like, Hey, Mario, guess what? Something cool happened to me. <laughs> Here's how it happened. But Mario, today I fought the Bell Gargoyles. <laughs> what if Luigi, yeah, what if instead of going to the Waffle Kingdom, Luigi just wrote you letters like, Hey Mario, I went to Blight Town today. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, I, I, I'm, I, this is my last letter. I'm kindling the first flame and will never see you again. Goodbye forever. Hey, big bro, I found some vials of blood. I've injected them into myself. I'm seeing some werewolves right now. Mamma mia. <laughs> Oh no! Luigi's <laughs> Mansion style game where instead of a vacuum it's a gun yeah. and he's exploring the streets of old Yarnum. <laughs> TM TM TM. Instead of humming the Luigi's Mansion theme, he's just humming like <laughs> Yeah, can we get Hail the Nightmare like hummed by Charles Martinet, please? <laughs> Is, is he on cameo? Can we make that happen? Can we? Yeah, this is the this is see. We always have the best ideas on this mm-hmm, podcast, even mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they're all just uh, doing more with Nintendo games than Nintendo would be willing to do because they're cowards and we're brave. Sadly, Nintendo is probably not going to do a From Software crossover. I uh, but you never know. They they did do something with Ubisoft, so oh yeah, they did, didn't they? Zelda Dark Souls. Stranger things um, have happened. Let me move on to my next one. Hit me. Now, when we were going to do Mario, we knew we were going to do Thousand Year Door. Yes. So I was always going to put Shadow Sirens on my list. Oh, yeah. However, I've already used Shadow Sirens. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick a different but, but, but possibly better piece of music that is in a similar vein. Max, do you like ghosts? Ghosts? Now, don't get too scared now, because it's it's okay. The ghost is just like a guy, he's just a sheet ghost with a hat on. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh, And uh-huh. it's very, and what if he made you spell his name, and it was case-sensitive? And, oh, oh, Jordan, but I, I've been cleaning my keyboard, and I don't have the letter P on it. No! Well, I'm going to talk about the boss fight of everyone's favorite shape-shifting ghost shitbag, Dupless. Can I get a same slap? A same slap. This, this, oh, God. Oh, 
I love this one because it it um the melody says spooky ghost music, but like like uh the rest of the songs, it has like actually kind of ominous like bell oh yeah sounds playing over it. So it's it 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 obviously it's not like actually creepy. There are some creepy tracks in this game, like genuinely creepy tracks. This one is not a creepy track, but it just has that hint, that hint of actual like 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 actual horror to it as it's kind of getting silly with it um mm. i really like the fact that there's a castlevania organ in it it's like going like trilling the whole time too it's like a really like complex like church organ uh-huh there's also like a choir in the background like a like a yeah a it's like very quiet choral sound yeah it's very hard to hear but um it's just it's so good. It it just once again perfect tone management for this music. They can't make it too serious because everything. And I mean, this one isn't serious at all. But even for like the final boss and mm-hmm. all the stuff where the game tries to kind of take a tone with, it, like you know, you're still on a stage with a big red curtain and a crowd that throws treats at you when they like you and bricks at you when they don't like you. So they can nothing that they, the game could ever do would actually make it like you know you're not feeling actual right. risks and stuff. Um, yeah. So when the game wants to throw in a little bit of silliness or a lot of bit of silliness or a little bit of spookiness, Ooh. it can just put those, it just puts those sound effects in to just add so much flavor to it. It, it I love the, the, the beat. It's like this, like it, it honestly sounds like halfway between a bongo and a woodblock. The noise it makes. It's like the, it's, it's like such like this weird jaunty beat that you wouldn't expect for like, also hearing choirs and like this industrial clanging and like a, you know church organ going off in the background. I think at one point in the song, there's like a MIDI explosion sound. <laughs> I think probably. I, it's oh, Duplis theme is is so funny. What's great about this? So, so you fight Duplis, right? And you fight him like pretty early on in the chapter. Yeah, you kind of think. Yeah, the the can we just talk? Can we just talk real quickly? Because because mm. Slappers Only is not just a podcast about music; it's also just where we talk about why we like the game. Yeah, every chapter in this game is just like a perfect story, and there's so much variety. So, like the first one is Pedalberg. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty. It's what you'd expect. It's what you'd expect. It's like you go to a town, you fight a dragon, bam. Mm. The second chapter is which one's the second one? I I forget the order. The, sec- of, the second of the... one is Boggly Woods. Yes, Boggly Woods is like set in this crazy like weird geometric like black and white tree. It's very uh with, and with the like rainbow is, colors. The third chapter is professional wrestling. Yes. Very very good. Um it's just what if you did professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. The fourth chapter the fourth chapter is the uh is It's this one. This this one. Yeah. So this one is like set in a Halloween town. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. You fight the boss at the very beginning, but actually he turns into he turns into you, and then it turns out that that he goes away with your party and leaves you as a ghost. So like you fight the boss once, and then you spend the rest of the chapter trying to get your mm-hmm. bot form back and basically get your party back because he's pretending yeah. to be Mario. Amazing, and you, and you partner up with the best character in the game, Vivian. Vivian is the simply the best character in the whole damn game, and then the next one is a trade mystery. No, the next one is the the uh, next one is oh, Tom right, Cruise Castaway right. or T- Tom Cruise oh. Tom Hanks Castaway. Oh yes, that one pirate pirate time, and then train mystery, then train mystery, train mystery, and then you get blasted to space. So mm. you what just cra- get everything. Crazy game, but it, it's just it's just every moment, and each chapter is like two hours long, so you can play them in a sitting. It's just it's just such a such a wonderfully structured game. Each chapter is just builds on 
everything and mm-hmm. it's so different and there's so much variety and the stories are also memorable and the characters are also memorable it's just like every piece of the game is incredible it anyways is... i just wanted to talk about why the game is is good actually no, the, the game is very very good and yeah like the whole the whole thing with Dupless is that he's a dupla ghost and he takes over mario and like i think this happened to literally everyone who's ever played the game after the battle you know Dupless is like he's like this sort of like purple silhouette of mario is kind of like hunched over and then you see Mario and his party member like jump through, and you're like, "Wow, why isn't the camera moving away?" Why and isn't you the realize, "Oh shit! Oh my god! I'm the purple guy. What a fucker!" <laughs> like literally, everyone who's ever played that game, I think it's happened to where they've like waited on that screen for thirty seconds and be like, "Wait, ha, ha, wait, ha, 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 who? I'm him." That is a I'm very here. fun. It's just such a fun twist. I will say that chapter does have so I, I, that chapter um, and Keel Hall Key both involve a lot of walking back and forth, yeah. uh, which is never that I, fun. But. I think chapter four is probably my favorite, and and like it's my favorite. It succeeds despite like the stupid backtracking through like this stupidly tight corridor with impossible to avoid enemies who are like bastards to fight. Yeah, that's the thing. They're really irritating. The good news is if you if you get your badges right, um, mm-hmm. Mario becomes unkillable and regenerates. And once you get Vivian, it's over. Oh my god, Vivian is so strong. Um, you want to move on? Ah, let's say we move on. Let's go. What is your next one? My next and final slapper. So, let's see. We've talked about the intro, very beginning of the game. I talked about boss fight near the end of the game. I'm going to bring another genre of music into this, Jordan. Okay. You mentioned uh, that after you do the train mystery, you get shot into space. You sure do get shot into space, Max. And you, you end up infiltrating uh, a, a, a moon fortress on the moon. The X the X not fortress on the moon is where you have mm-hmm. to go. And it's like this whole thing where you got to, like, you know, recruit uh, this, like, bomb, b- b- bomb dude who's, like, I think it's called Admiral White. You have to backtrack to every single town in the game to try and track him down. You en- end up finding him at his own house in the town where this gigantic cannon is. And that every part is sing- a little annoying. <laughs> I, it's awful. That's the thing. This game has some, like, really stupid, tedious moments that, like, the game still, like, massively succeeds despite all that. Yeah, the, it, there's a couple parts. Mm-hmm. But, yes, that part is, like, when you realize you have to go to every town, you're like, no, please. Yeah, um, and then and then every bub bomb gets in the can, you get blasted out in space, and you, you go on the moon, and that's fine. And then you get into x Not Fortress. Mm-hmm. You want to dance? Can I get a same slap? Same slap. This one is really different from every other song in the game, but it still uses all of the tricks and like the. Mm -hmm. It has everything that's good about it, but it's also like a completely different thing. It is purely synth. There is no other like instruments that you could mistake in this. It is entirely like the synth bass, the synth beats, like this really, really cool arpeggio melody. I didn't remember that. Th- I've heard this song so many times. I forgot that this song was from Paper Mario. I know. It just sounds like something from a different video game. It, it's like, and on paper, you'd think it's from a different video game too. It's like, yeah, this is a game where you have to find seven crystal stars to save the world from a thousand year old demon's curse. And you get to listen to techno music on a moon base while you do it. I love that the X not 
fortress is just like a dance club with it's some so cool good. synth music. It's just like you'd think that this would be a little more No, no, no. It's just it's just it's just party time. It's like and and the really cool part is the game fakes you out in a way because between every chapter you you play as either Bowser or Peach. And Peach, the entire game had been kidnapped by the Exnot, so she's in um, the Exnot moon, the fortress on the moon. And like, there's a whole plot line where she falls in love with the machine. I'm not going to talk about that. It's weird. Um, it's weird, but yeah, she, she dances with the machine. She, it's, it's love. Can it? Can a machine? Can fall a machine in love even feel on battlefield? Detroit, be, Detroit become human. What yeah, if a machine had, you, had you, a you, feelings? You, you can take a shower and take your funny dress off, and it's like, whoa, I'm feeling something. I'm, I'm an 11 year old. This is crazy. Um, and 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 like the whole time, it's playing this like sort of like uh, like spooky, vaguely sinister, like sneaking music the whole time that you're like sneaking around the fortress as Peach. So when you finally get there as Mario, you expect to hear that, but no, you get this instead, and it's such like a fun surprise. You're like, whoa! Once again, not to keep talking about Toby Fox's Undertale, but this just <laughs> this just this is just like the core music to me. It's just core. It's just it re- like- oh my god, it really is core, isn't it? It's cool. Like like I'm saying, if if Toby Fox didn't take inspiration from this soundtrack, I don't believe it. Because it's, mm-hmm. there are so many things, and I'm not saying that against. I'm just saying that like this game was fucking ahead of its time. It doesn't feel like a game from 2004. It's aged so well. It really has. The music specifically is just like it's so fucking modern sounding. Like it, it really baffles me that this is done on 2004 hardware with MIDI's and like, like it's just why? Why is it so good? How did they? How did? How did? It, how did? It, how? How do they do Why that? There no game. How do they? There are games today that the soundtrack doesn't sound this like it doesn't hasn't aged as well as this soundtrack has. You know what I think? An argument towards that is I feel like a very similar argument uh, about photorealistic graphics in game. Like mm-hmm. if you try and shoot yes. for if you try and shoot for photorealistic graphics, it will look good at the time and it will quickly age out and look weird like a couple years down the line. Right? I feel yeah. like that's similar to. In, I feel like most AAA games try and do, like, a Hans Zimmer-ass orchestral score. And, like, sure, it sounds fine, but, like, it's nothing special. And, like, as the years go by, no one remembers anything from it. But if you do something as crazy unique as this, and in games, if you go for, like, you know, really good sprite art, it's never going to age out. It's always going to look good, and it's always going to sound good, no matter what, because it's a unique style. It isn't, like, matching the time it was made in. Yeah, you go for style. It's, it's uh, you go for art direction over, you know... Contemporaneity, quality, yeah. You want it. You want it to be look striking and and I mean, hey, this game fucking looks great. Oh, it it's still paper looks great. Mario. It still looks great, and all of the it plays with the paperness of it so well. Mm. And when you like you said with Legos, I know that you love a good Lego game, and I oh, think yeah. this is very similar to that in that the fact that the world is very is constructed. It's not like uh, it's not like Yoshi's Crafted World where it, it, it's, it's not like um, blatantly paper. Like no, the no, no. They, they, yeah, the new one is like art supplies and stuff like that. This is like you know there are foldable elements to the world. Everything is is cut out mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's very it's like a pop up book more than yeah like an arts like arts and crafts. Um, and that's that reminds me of like Lego games, right? Like mm. like there are elements of the world that are made out of Legos. But it feels more like a Lego, like a playset than a uh-huh. than a than you're just on a world made of Legos. Um, yeah. And I I completely lost my thread. I just I guess a po- thought popped in my head, and I just wanted to talk about how you like Lego games. It's just fun um, to talk about Paper Mario. <laughs> Paper Mario, yeah. It just makes you. It just makes you. You know, it's very nostalgic for me. Yeah. It just makes me think about when I could uh, I could engage with a game without feeling guilty for it. <laughs> yeah. When you could just have fun with it. Um. Let me move on. 
and right. talk about final because you took you you snatched X Not Fortress from me, so I'll hit you with um, this one. Now, the game wants to tell you as quickly as possible that this is not your average everyday Mario game. This is something else. This is something much different. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when you show up to the beginning city and there's a genuine <laughs> hangman's gallows a in noose. the sense a noose for for executing criminals and there's graffiti on the wall and there's the like the shy guys who are like not so shy. I can't remember what those guys are called. I love them. They're very funny. Sniffins. And there's a the Delfino Mafia. <laughs> the Del- the, the Pianta Mafia. Mafia. The fucking Pianta Mafia. This game is telling you right away that this is not this this world is a little bit darker. A little mm-hmm. bit a little bit more run down. Which is why I wanted to talk about my final slapper, Rogueport. Once again, Jordan, I'm hitting that big old same slap button. There we go. Um, this song has, like, pirate vibes to me, but not in the way that it sounds like, you know, it doesn't sound like swashbuckling adventures on the high seas. It's kind of that, once again, it's my least favorite word to say in describing anything, but you, it, it's an instantly recognizable signifier of the word exotic. Yeah. Oh, no, like, I, I it's agree. Very cr- yeah. It's, it sucks. It's a bad word, but you know what I mean. Like, it's very chromatic. It's very minor key. It's it's got these. Uh, it's got a really great choice of, of instruments. Lots of percussion. Um, that thing that goes. The part where it goes. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, and like, dun, dun, it's dun, like dun, a really heavy bass in that part too. Oh it's yeah. It's like. Oh, oh. That that like the other thing. The first line of the melody. There's more notes to it than I than you think there are. Mm-hmm. It, it goes like up this. It goes like up this scale. It kind of builds on itself, but. It starts, like, I think it starts on the first beat, but it goes, like, well past four counts, and it's very interesting sounding. I, I recommend everyone listen to this song, and, and once again, headphones on. Very good Please. way to listen to this. It, You know when you put, like, headphones on, you listen to, like, Shovel Knight? You don't really get anything extra out of this. There is, like, stereo panning in this soundtrack. There's a couple. All over the place. The, the X-Not Fortress has a lot of that. Yeah, it's. I recommend headphones for this one, uh, and you'll when you put it on, you'll appreciate how you'll know. fucking good this you'll soundtrack is. But... Oh, and I, I just love, I love the, I know that, uh, 8-Bit Music Theory did a whole video about the chromaticism in this, this soundtrack. There is so fucking much in, in this song, but all over the place. There's a lot of, like, trills and, and just using it to add a little bit of extra flavor to the, to the song. There's a lot in this one, though. Also, at the end of some lines, it's, it's very consistent. I think it's like every two bars or maybe three or four. There's just a spring sound effect. Did you notice that? It's like there's a boing, boing. It's, it kind of sounds like the Minecraft arrow sound. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, it's just, really, it's just, crazy. It's such a weird, it's, and it's like, it's vaguely sinister too. Like it gives you the feeling that Rogueport is not like a good city to be in. Oh no! I mean, every all the language, the visual and and musical language of Rogueport tells you that it is. I mean, it is a very unorthodox hub world for a game. Mm-hmm. It's such a good hub world, though. It's one of my favorites. It's really great, and I love I love that um, 
that Rogueport is built on top of the ruins of old Rogueport that, well, you know. You know. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much, there's just so much to this world. It's, it's layered. Um, remind uh, me and layered. And I like the fact that, yeah. Th- 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 this is more just for me, but like, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, the main hub town, I think it's in the same key and it uses the same sort of like violin style in one part that sounds really, really similar. I'll have to send it to you at some point. Mm. Cause like, and, 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 and just listen, listener to the red and blue rescue team, like, uh, it's not Treasure Town. A second. Hey, you're editing this. You could pop it in here if you wanted. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. I'll I'll pop it in. Maybe I, if it doesn't sound as similar, it might sound more similar in my head than it does in real life. And I maybe I won't edit it in if it doesn't. But like, if you're hearing this, it means you know, it, it means I've edited it and I've deemed it important here, just because I think it's a really interesting way to like give the main town that you spend the whole game in like this really cool sense of like mystique and adventure that's really really fun. I just love that first. I keep talking about it. That first bar was just, it just like blasts off into space. Mm-hmm. I just like how much, it just instantly gives, I mean, the song has a ton of energy, but yep. when the melody comes in, it's just like, hey, listen to this. Hey, look at that news. How many people you think were killed in this town square? Hey, Peach is here now. Hi. I also like Rogueport because it is, it is occupied by, you know, I mean, it's all, it's all, you know, shady types and criminals and thieves and low lives and stuff, but they're all of different you know, they're all different, uh, Mario creatures. You know, there's the Piantas, there's the, uh, there's, I think there's some Koopas with sunglasses, probably. There's the Shy Guy dudes. There's, of, there's just all different kinds of people. Yeah. There's just so many. I think there might be some Babam pirates as well. Um, so it's like each area you go to is mainly, not entirely, but like there's, there's, you know, you go to the Babam place, you go to the Punies, you meet the ghost people. And then mm-hmm. there's this one city that just has all kinds of different people. This is a big melting pot of Rogueport. Mmm, a cultural exchange. The, the, the big cultural, the free marketplace of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> the hangman's noose of ideology. The hangman's noose of ideas. And also there's a, I also like that there's just like a toad chef lady. Zesty, I love Zesty. Zesty is very out of place. Um, So is the, I almost said the Pokemon professor, that is not his name professor at all. Professor Frankly. I, Professor Frankly, very out of place here. I love that Zesty blocks you off from like an entire third of the city because you step on her contact lens and it takes a couple chapters for you to order it and it be shipped to her. It's very funny. It's this the game writing is so, game's so it's, good. It's so good. Please, please, please play Paper Mario. It's like, honestly, we could sit here and spoil the entire story because the story is really good. Yeah. There's a lot of good, like, interesting things that happen in the story, but just the jokes alone like it's got such good comedy and such good like gameplay and story moments that it would probably not ruin it if you knew everything that happened in it because there's just so much good stuff that's our six that's our six um they were let's list them again so we had um i did main theme you did i did event battle event battle i did bowser battle dupless fight dupless battle X not fortress. I did X not fortress, and we just did a rogue port. Rogue port. That's our six. Rogue. That's our six. What are your honorable mentions? I got a couple. So one yeah. of my honorable mentions is is a song I didn't pay a lot of attention to when I first played the game, um, but now I really really like it. It's the Great Boggly Tree. <laughs> Okay, um, Th- this is, there are a couple songs that are just super weird. 
This is, and like, I, beyond yeah. weird. Yeah. It is, like, there's, like, almost no beat to it, right? It's just noises, almost. It's, like, this weird, like, bit-crushed industrial noise. It's, like, it's in a waltz the whole time. There's, like, this almost electronic-sounding harp, crazy synths. It's, like, half the instruments sound like they're back-masked somehow. It's a really cool, really weird track that adds this, like, insane ambience to, like, this weird, like, simultaneously monochromatic and rainbow-colored tree that you're inside. What a good tree. Love that tree. Um, Let's see. I got Riddle Tower. Um, okay. If you remember, this is like one of the last locations. It's like once you go underground for the last time, you, 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 you go up to the tower and it's all these, you know, riddles you got to solve. It's really creepy. You get like metallic clanging and like a weird little choir with strings in the background. And a fun thing is, so remember, you know Hooktail, the fun dragon from the chapter one boss. Oh, the one that the one that shows you his feet. He says, "I'll let you if you if you spare my life, I'll let you rub my feet." And you got to smell the feet. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it, it, and, and Hooktail has two siblings, Gloomtail and Bonetail. Mm-hmm. And Bonetail, you fight at the end of the Pit of a Hundred Trials. So Riddle Tower will mix in 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 the track. You hear the Pit of a Hundred Trials theme because you fight Gloomtail at the top of the Riddle Tower. So it's like. It's all, yes. the, the, it's all the tail siblings. Good shit. It's like a fun callback to that. Um, and lastly, my, my third honorable mention, a song from the very end of the game, right before the final, final, final battle. It's called We're Counting on You, Mario. I love this song so it's much. It's so good. Anytime, any video game where at the end all the characters root for the protagonist. Oh, absolutely! I raise my hand to moments, Goku. I I do that all the yeah Goku, um, some other games that some people may not have played, so I won't spoil it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one just ah, oh, give me give me that! I love it. It makes you feel so good. Yeah, it's a remix of like the Crystal Star theme that you hear at the end of every chapter, but it's like the full version of it, and it's like this super triumphant track where you like it scans through, you see literally everyone you ever met on your adventure cheering for you, and like. This, like, amps you up, and you're like, all right, I'm ready to kill a thousand-year-old demon. Ugh. Let's fucking go. Oh, what are um, your own mentions, Jordan? All right. I've got Rockhawk. <laughs> which is just a Pokemon trainer battle theme to me. Like a Similar gym battle. Slap. Very, very, very good. Um, I like that there's a percussive crowd roar. Yes, the... <sighs> I like that um, to add a little bit of sort of spookiness and weirdness. There's kind of these ethereal, ghostly, weird noises that they they show up all throughout Glitzpit. Glitzpit is a uh, Glitzpit is just a level that is about uh, where the villain is Vince McMahon, but instead <laughs> of like really sucking Vince McMahon, huh? instead of sucking like potential and energy and health out of his wrestlers, he just he just cuts out the middleman and siphons out their their wrestling ability and mm-hmm. I think kills them. So he can be strong. So you yep. gotta fight Vince McMahon, but before you do that, you have to fight like, like Hulk Hogan, John Cena, uh, the Rock, the Rock, Dwayne the Rock, Hawk. Um, Dwayne the Rock, and Hawk. he just sits, he spends the whole time. He he's like the champ, right? So, but this isn't the real final boss, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a good as hell boss fight. Um, and it's fun to finally get to kick his ass as the great Gonzalez, which is what Mario, I like how every chapter Mario has a different name. You never noticed that no one ever calls him Mario. Like, I think at some point 
they call him I mean they call him Great Gonzalez. I think someone calls him Mr. Stash at some point. Mr. Stash like, is um is that what the penguin calls you? In I think the, the penguin calls chapter? him Mr. Yeah. Like like all the characters just call you something different and none of them none of it is ever Mario. Um but Great Gonzalez kicks the shit out of Rock Hawk and it's very satisfying because he's been there the entire time. You just want to you want to get his ass and mm-hmm. it's good music while you do it. Um, I wanted to just quickly shout out the extremely good bongos of Keel Hall Key. Yes. Um, the melody of Keel Hall Key is not the star of the show. It is the percussion. It's just the percussion. And then the melody is kind of an extra, extra, um, add on. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about the kind of weird, creepy music, uh, Far Outpost. Ooh, comes to yeah, mind. That's a good one. It's very strange. It kind of reminds me of the Temple in the Sky or the City in the Sky from Twilight Princess. It's that kind of level of just very out of this world, spooky weirdness. And also, um, the ruins of the Thousand Year Door. Because you gotta go back to the Thousand Year Door at the uh, beginning of each chapter to find out where the next star piece is. And even before you really know what's behind the Thousand Year Door, because oh, spoiler alert, it's mm. not, it's not a it's not a treasure. But like you know, from the beginning of the game, they're like, there's something behind this door. It's something that a lot of people want. You don't really know what it is. It might be very dangerous. It might be just like some really tr- good treasure or whatever. Who cares? But every time you see the door, the door is gigantic, um, and it's in this huge empty room, mm-hmm. and it's playing this very like ethereal spacious music that that isn't really like anything else in the game and over the top of it there's just these kind of electronic bleeps and bloops they just add a lot of mystery to it and when i was a kid i remember playing this game being very scared to come into this room like to return the stars because it's 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 a little freaky It's, it's very creepy and you know once you know that the thing behind the door is dangerous then you're like uh oh i should not be doing this um and my last honorable mention is um I like Poshley Heights. And I like mm. that while you're on the XS Express, it plays the Poshley Heights song, but it kind of sounds like it's over an intercom, and then at night it plays like a slowed down, gentler version of it. And mm-hmm. then when you're there, you get to hear the real version of it and uh burn down Poshley Heights and redistribute all their wealth that's it yeah yeah god what a good game oh my god it's such a good game i'm like i'm up to my ears and things to play right now been playing fallout new vegas a lot having a lot of fun with that finishing up assassin's creed valhalla because i don't want to pay another month to play it <laughs> um i kind of want to play fallout 2 because i've never played that before Ooh, that one's a fun one. but but like part of me is like should i replay paper mario and you know i'll probably won't like like, I just have other things to do, but I really want to, is the thing. It's not long. You should play the it's, first Paper Mario. Yeah, but, I, but I'd rather play this one, <laughs> is the thing. That's a fair point. Yeah. All, All right, the games here's out the, there. Here's, the, here's where things are going to get tricky. Mm. But bef- before we, before we, let's just, let's just do our system. Yeah. 
and we'll see where it goes, and then we'll see what happens. All right. I'm f- ready? Okay. Um, I'm just letting you know in advance that I'm feeling in a I'm feeling in a mood where where should we disagree? I'm I'm ready to give it to you because every song on this is a banger. And, okay. Uh, but we'll just we'll just see what happens. Okay. All right. Ready? I got it. All right. Three, two, one. Event battle. Dupless. Dupless. Hmm. All right. Now, I as think it'd I stated, be a battle theme. I as I stated before, I think event battle is a perfect like vertical slice of paper mario it just sounds mm-hmm. like paper mario but dupless battle good dupless battle, battle is good dupless battle good dupless battle much more specific which i like i like that it's a specific theme for a specific fight as opposed to the sort of secondary battle theme yeah i, I think my argument here is that if like if, like going off of what you said Duplice Battle is specific, and also I feel like it has more meaning than most other battle tracks in the game because you hear it twice, right? The first time when you fight Duplice, and the second time when you fight Duplice, you know, spoiler alert, against your own party members. Like, that whole chapter, I feel like, really, really shook up the formula of Paper Mario, and, like, hearing that a second time, you're like, yes, I'm so in. I'm so amped ready to fight this nasty little dotty. <laughs> Show me what's under the sheet, Duplice. Show me, gotta see what's under there, Duplice. I, I think I'm willing to agree. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Duplice Dupl- theme, best track in Paper Super uh, in Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. They're all good, but we'll we'll say Duplice is the best. Your name may have a lowercase p in it, but today it has a capital W in it. <laughs> oh, and now I can edit. I can edit our. I can edit our list and make it a ghost again. Ooh, like in Luigi's Mansion. Go. Actually, hold on. Can I add a party hat emoji? Yeah, I'm gonna do a party hat ghost because Duplice is a party hat. He is a party hat boy. Let's take it to the Twitter and open it up mm. to our listeners. Let's. Um, we have a Twitter at Slappers Only Pod. Every week when, uh, when we record, we put up a post about what game we're talking about. And uh, you can share with us your hot takes. They don't have to be music related, though that is what we talk about. So if you have any hot takes about the game that we're discussing, because we're objectively correct, and we'll let mm-hmm. you be objectively correct. We'll baptize so you. So let's see who's correct this week, starting with... Our good friend Dan, at Mike underscore Dawson on Twitter. I regretably have not played this game. Parentheses, it's expensive. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Dan. Dan. Hey, got Dan. big news for I you, got, buddy. I got, I, I'll, I'll help you out. Don't worry. <laughs> but I hear the Rogueport theme is good. It is good. It is good. I, I almost picked Rogueport for our, for our countdown. Rogueport is so fucking good. Um, here's one from, at friend of the show, Stephanie, at Age of Oddish. This isn't about the music, but I'm personally offended that Nintendo went from making a variety of cool, unique Toads for Paper Mario to just a ton of completely standard Toad clones. Clones, if you will. Hey, Max, you didn't talk about your good friend Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, no, my my butt's blowing right now, Jordan. Look, look, Shigeru Miyamoto, we need to take him out of the industry. He has had his day. He's done his things. He's made some good games. They were great for the time, but he hasn't been able to age. He hasn't been able to to, to grow, to sort of um, change the games he makes and his attitude toward the industry. And he's stuck in the mid 80s. And he's, for some reason, afraid to take risks, even though that's literally all they had to do back then. Making, getting rid of the the heart and the soul of Paper Mario, and it even affects not only Paper Mario, but Mario and Luigi series too. It it affects so much. He takes away the heart and the soul of the game. It's like, yeah, the music is good. uh, I swear uh, to God, I heard a post, I saw like a post from someone who worked on the game that was just like, yeah, we had big plans for it, but like, word from, word of God, like word from Nintendo, we couldn't do any of it because we weren't allowed to do basically anything with any characters in Mario. They won't let you do anything. It's very sad. 
if I ever, oh God, if I if I see Shigeru Miyamoto, it's on site. I'm pull a rock hawk move on that fool. I I <laughs> created some of the most important games ever made, but 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 come on, come on, step aside. It's Just, it's really sad mm-hmm. and kind of hilarious how like Nintendo makes like some of the best games and is really good at game design but also is just so fucking stuck in the past and they also just don't let anyone have fun ever their <sighs> game their games are designed with the, with the fun first and then they they make it the experience of enjoying their games as uh, the least fun as possible because boy did they hate their fans i d- i just it, at least we have indie games right yeah yeah, I, I I don't. I'm too sad to go off anymore on them. On you know, game. I always compare Nintendo to like uh, they are as protective of their IPs, sort of legally and um, sort of you know in terms of like what they will do with them. Like 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 I think about you know what will uh, what will Disney do with Mickey Mouse? But then I remember that they put Mickey Mouse in some cool plaid shorts and had him fight like Sephiroth in a game one time. So maybe mm. that's not the right way to talk about it, because one time Goofy got conked on the head and died. Goofy died so, for real, yeah. Goofy died for real, and they had to get all the Dragon Balls to bring him back from hell, which is where he went. Um, uh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, absolutely. In this way, Nintendo is somehow worse than Disney, which is... A, a, if you're a worse, wild if thing you, to say, but I'm behind if, you 100%. If you're worse than Disney at anything, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to simply stop, You need please, to You need God. to think about, like, what you're, what you're doing. Capitalism bad. Capitalism makes art worse. That's fact. That's I, fact. I do love, I, Steph, I do love the term clothes. Thank you for that. Clothes is a challenging word, but a, but a, but a good one. It kind of fits in my head of collecto in, in just the, the slap. We're adding to the lexicon. Direction. Yeah, I don't know when I'll be using clothes again, but you will. I like it. It's a threat. Uh, here's one from Tasty Sea Sponge at Eat Yaj Yak on Twitter. Who says, for pigs, the bell tolls, that's chapter four with Dupless, mm-hmm. is the best chapter in any Paper Mario game because it has Vivian, the best party member, reminder to all of, all of, uh, all of our listeners that Vivian is transgender and that uh, the, localiz- the localizers did not preserve that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, cowards, but it cowards. is fact. Vivian is trans, trans, and that's just a fact. Um, Vivian is the best party member. She's also the strongest party member. I just want She's to add so in there. She's so busted good. And the dupless paddle music, which is the best track in the game. Hey! Hey, we confirmed it. Hey! Confirmed. Here's one from, and I want, this is participation time. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. This one is from at Darling on Twitter, our friend K. My brother and I both played this game over and over as kids, and whenever we got to the part with Flavio's song, uh, that's in the Keel Hall Key Pirate chapter, we would call the other into the room and sing along with the tune we completely made up. Can this win? Thanks. It wins. The, it's the people's winner. Uh, the lyrics it's, it's are... People's Choice Award. Skull Captain casts his gaze, Red Jewel shines and plays, Boom Bossa Boom Festival. You want to you wanna take a stab at that? Yeah. So, I, I, f- for me... Um, this takes me to uh, a game called Chrono Trigger that I'm going to make you play one day. Um, in the very beginning of the game, uh, there's this robot named Gato. Mm-hmm. And like when you see him, he plays a song. Like He pulls out a mic and he sings a song. So I, like, in my head, I sing this over, over, um, like, over his thing. And, and I'm, going to, I'm playing the music in my, in my own background so I can sync it up when I sing this. So when I put it okay. in the episode, I can put this underneath it so you can hear it. Yeah, this is this reminds me of when we we did Jergen it and uh, Sam. We had to sing like "Bring Me to Life" 
because the author put it in that we and I have to I have to just trust you that that you'll that it'll sound okay because without it it's, when someone's singing in your ear it sounds bad so yeah yeah so so it goes a little something like skull captain casts his gaze red jewel shines and plays boom basa boom festival ooh like that. It'll sound really good in post, Captain don't you worry. Casts his gaze. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, you feeling it? I'm feeling it. I don't think Flavio. I'm, I'm not thinking Flavio has such a, a piercing bass voice, but oh yeah, you think he's a little more like nasally, higher pitch, probably. Yeah, I think he'd be like Skull Captain casts his gaze. Boom, bossa boom, festival. I did the same thing when I was a kid when I read Series of Unfortunate Events, and there's the volunteers fighting disease, and they have their, their song, Cha-la-la, fiddle-dee-dee, hope you get well soon, have a harp-shaped balloon. I always made yep. up my own tune to that one. Mmm, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> ding-dong, ding-dong, ring the Hogwart bells. Oh, God, we can't. We can't. <laughs> that's all of our questions this week, and that is... All for today, except for one thing, my favorite part of our episode, which is the part where you bring the hotness for next episode. Not not only, Jordan, am I bringing the hotness, but uh-huh. this, this is like, this is Jordan-targeted hotness. Oh my god. I'm doing something a little special for you, Jordan. This is, do you know what's really funny before you do this, is I was just mm. thinking about how next episode I was gonna do something special for you. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that we're both on the similar wavelength, because <clears throat> I, I was looking through the list of games that we've played. And there's there's a couple that like I haven't really played yet, but I've always wanted to, and mm-hmm. and like you know I I, I kind of wanted to surprise you, um, yeah, kind of want to surprise you. So and and I a couple weeks ago, or I guess like the previous episode before our game of the year episode, we were talking about how we've done way too many Japanese artists, and we wanted to do uh-huh. like you know music that was made in well, I mean outside of Japan, but like this is just gonna be music that's made in America. Because okay. this 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 game made by an American indie studio, you probably have heard okay. of them. They made a couple of games. And Jordan, in two weeks, we're <laughs> yeah. going to be talking about the hit indie sensation from San Francisco Studio Supergiant Games, uh, Pyre. Yes! Yes! It's Pyre, Jordan! Yeah! Look, Hades is hot right now. Hades has the heat in the game mechanics mm-hmm, right yeah. there. Uh, Pyre has better music than Hades. I will put my foot down on that. Pyre is a, is Supergiant's best video game, even though Hades is more fun to play. It's simply their best game, and it's one of my favorite games ever made. And uh, I will have to listen to the soundtrack, and I'll have to skip one of my slappers, because boy, oh boy, does it just like compulsively make me cry every time I hear it. I've been, I've been secretly playing Pyre, getting ready to surprise oh. you with that. I want to talk about it so bad, but we'll we'll save it. We'll save it for the show. We'll save it for the show. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. I feel like I I I I dunked I dunked the orb into your into the pyre of your heart for this one. I uh I was look I before I recorded this episode I looked at when your birthday is to see if I could wait for to give you a little birthday slappers only. But because you've given me a treat, I know what I'm giving you next time. So <laughs> you'll get a you'll get a special you'll get a special slappers only treat <clears throat> next time. All right. Pyre what a good podcast we make. We do a great podcast, and it's very fun to talk about, and it's very fun to make, and I like to do every every aspect of making this podcast is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Let us wrap things up. Yes. Thank you all very much for listening to Slappers Only. As I said before, you can find us on Slap- at Slappers Only Pod on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on SlappersOnlyPod.com. We are hosted by 
the wonderful noise space dot xyz home of such wonderful podcasts as podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses Camarocho radio lmnop radish pot of greed nightmare and era and many many more oh and kylex y kylex y and wow cool robot those are ours all of ours are in there yeah you can um, find them you can find me on Twitter at Bradipus Rex. And you can find me on Twitter at Maxi Bajillion. I th- and if you have nothing else to add, uh, congrats to congrats to Doolis. I can't find the damn P. When you were a kid, did you ever try and type his name with a capital P and it wouldn't work? And you were like, "Oh man, I tried to cheat the system and it didn't go." You say uh, you say when I was a kid, I I tried that when I was like twenty one years old, twenty two well, uh, years old. I'm glad to still hear that everyone's still on the same wavelength, even all these years later. Yeah, I don't I don't think a child I don't think that's necessary for a child. I thought that Dupless would be a, be normal about it and not be case sensitive about the spelling of his own name. I guess he knew Mario was saying it a little louder. <laughs> Dupless uh, is your name a Dupless? Your name is a Dupless. <laughs> no, Mario, it's you hit the you hit the plosive too hard, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, you need a pop filter. You're spitting all over me, Mario, and that's why I know you're wrong. <laughs> Mario, you don't have enough flower points to spit on me anymore. <sighs> was, right. I love that there's just a I love that you just have to find the missing P. It's so good. But, yeah, I love I love when games get silly with with it like that. All right. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, one of the best games ever made. So glad we could talk about it. First episode of the year, 2021. Have a good have a good week, everybody. And as, what do we always what do we always say? Ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for pigs. Yeah, there we go. You got it. Ah! <laughs> you relied. You re- teamwork. You relied on me, and you didn't know. You know. You never know if we can carry it all the way to the end zone. But I got you. We did it. All right. Bye, all everybody. Right. Peach. 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 Hey, for Mario. <laughs> hey.